You are now listening to the Cruise Control Podcast here on SoundCloud and iTunes. I am your host, Randy Cruz. You can follow me on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, the letter J-C-R-U-Z. New two out of three falls here on the Cruise Control Podcast. Thursday, December 21st, 2017. Uh, Randy Cruz here. You can follow me on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, the letter J-C-R-U-Z. And as always, I'm joined by Mr. Graham Matthews, uh, featured columnist for Bleacher Report. He's on Twitter at WrestleRant and the host of the WrestleRant radio show. Graham, what's up, my man? How you doing? Doing great, Randy. Just getting the holiday spirit. How about you? Uh, same, same with me, man. Happy holidays to you and your family. Uh, Christmas a few days away. Uh, a lot of stuff to talk about in the world of wrestling in and outside the ring. I did not see much of Raw and SmackDown, so I, I'm not going to really, you know, harp on that too much. A little bits of um, action here and there, but don't really re- recall what happened. But what I do remember happening was at the very end of Raw, and we're, we're going to, you know, we're, we're going to tackle this down. The women's Royal Rumble match happening at the Royal Rumble next month. Um, you know, they, they've already done a women's Hell in a Cell match, a women's Money in the Bank ladder match. And I think it was inevitable to have their own Royal Rumble match. Before we dive into it, uh, not much of a surprise that we're having this match, right? Not really. Um, when Stephanie came out, I kind of laughed. Not when she came out, but it was reported later on in the week that the women in the ring had no idea what was about to happen, so their reactions yeah. were as genuine as possible. But it's like, okay, so if you're booked to have a brawl at the end of a show with the entire Raw women's division, you don't kind of know what's coming by that point, especially right. considering it's been rumored for, like, weeks now. Like, they had to know this was coming. I mean, it's cool they got their genuine reaction, whatever that means, but... It's like, you had to know this was going to happen. I'm glad it is happening. Don't get me wrong. But as soon as Stephanie came out, it's like, okay, what is she going to announce? That Ronda Rousey is coming on to Raw or something? Like, it's not going to happen right now. It had to have been a Rumble announcement, especially with the Rumble a little over a month away. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was a cool announcement. Most people saw it coming, but it didn't take away from the coolness of the entire, the entire arena in Providence. Channing, yes which was awesome. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a great match. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see how it compares to the men's match. But arguing which one is better, I mean, I think it's completely pointless. I just hope they take this opportunity, make the most of it. I don't think it's necessary to have 30 women in the Rumble. I know it's a four-hour show, um, and they could do an hour-long women's Rumble if they wanted to. But I feel like that would be too much, especially considering – Altogether, I think if you take away Charlotte and Alexa, the current champions, there's, I think, 19 women on the roster between Raw and SmackDown. So you have one spot for an NXT call-up or an NXT appearance or whatever, or a Rumble return from, like, a Beth Phoenix or a Michelle McCool or a Victoria, Mm -hmm. whatever. And that's it. That's all you really need. I don't think they need to throw in 11 more women that they don't have. Um, but regardless, so I'm looking forward to it. I will be at the Rumble next month, so I'm very glad I'll be able to witness history live. But I nice. thought the announcement came off very well on Monday night. All right, so uh, question number one. You think they're going to have 20 or 30? I'm thinking 20 just because they don't have 
even close to 30 women. So if they had 30 women, that would be that would mean like five women from NXT and five returns. Mm-hmm. And that's not even counting Ronda Rousey if they bring her in, which I think would be a great place to debut her. We talked about this a few weeks ago, like how do you bring in Ronda Rousey? That would be pretty sweet. Um, just be, But the only issue I think they might have is that I think she might be doing some sort of movie until March. So she might be locked up until... Until WrestleMania time, so I'm not even sure if that'd be even possible to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's 20, and I hope it will be 20. We're not yet sure; it has yet to be confirmed. But I think it's going to be 20, though. Yeah, um, I mean, I think they can go to 25, 30 the most because you know, just like the men's Royal Rumble match, they can bring back a lot of old people. I, I want to say old people, but you know throwbacks and the Beth Phoenixes and sure. leaders and, you know, uh, you know, AJ Lee, whoever, but like how many, who, who you think just thinking hypothetically right now, who are the more realistic people you see as far as coming back just for that, that, that one night only kind of thing? Well, like you said, Beth Phoenix, I mean, she just went to the hall of fame last year. I'm not sure what type of shape she's in. She's been a mother for the past five years. She retired in 2012. Mm-hmm. Not even sure if she would want to get back in the ring, but she just went into the hall of fame. So she would be cool. Um, I'm just thinking from like recent years, I have no interest in seeing like an ivory who I know is rumored for the Royal rumble and women from like that era. If they bring back a Dawn Marie and eh, that doesn't really interest me much. Mm. I could see women more from the last 10 years, like a Kelly Kelly, who I knew has been saying for the past year and now that she wants another match or another run or something, which I'm not too high on. But, hey, if they want to bring her in for a one-off Rumble appearance, that is completely fine with me. Um, Eve Torres would be really cool. I think she's still in great shape because I know she trains with MMA. I know her husband's an MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. Or he trains in jiu-jitsu or some shit like that, uh, Renee Gracie or something like that. So she would be a great return. Um, I pitched even on Twitter Karma, awesome con from TNA. I'm not even sure how realistic that is. Mm. Now she's been focusing on being a mom in recent years, but that would be fucking cool just to get closure on her um, time in WWE. Last time we saw her was in a Rumble match, the men's version, back in 2012. Um, Michelle McCool, I pitched. I think that's probably my biggest prediction is Michelle McCool coming back because she was another one who teased on Twitter recently that she wants a match with Charlotte. Not a match I would really care to see because the show <laughs> yeah. wasn't that great to begin with. Uh-huh. But again, a one-off Rumble return I think would be really cool. So they have a lot of options. they got a lot of women to work with if they uh, do so choose to bring in someone for a Rumble return, which I think would be great. Two things that, that, that stood out to me that, that were kind of funny was, you know, you know, seeing Stephanie come out, come out at the end. And first of all, we, you know, we should not see Stephanie in this Royal Rumble match, right? Hopefully not. Oh, good God, I hope not. Yeah, I'm not a big Stephanie fan on Raw to begin with. I cringed when she showed up on Raw this week. I didn't like the fact that the women were all brawling, yet her music hits and everyone just stops. That was a little silly. Um, but, yeah, I would hope to God that she's not in that Rumble match. That would be atrocious. How, how about, um, I'm trying to think of some other names. I doubt Bree and Nikki, right? You know what? Actually, yes. That's what I was expecting. I forgot to mention them before, okay. but I think they're the most likely. I'm, I'm predicting Michelle McCool, but I can almost guarantee you that the, that the Bella Twins will want to be there. It will, will want to be in that match, Bree and Nikki, just because they always want to make history and do that type of thing. But it's not an ego thing. I just think they're rumored to be back anytime now anyway. I'm not sure for a full-on run, but if only for a one-off. Right. I know Bree's been training for a return. Nikki... Not sure what her status is. I know she's about to get married to John at some point in the near future. 
Um, but I'm sure she wants to come back. So I think if I have to put my money on anyone coming back for the Women's Rumble, it's one or both of the Bella Twins. Absolutely. The point I was going to make about Stephanie is that, you know, when she does these announcements, it, it just it's funny that, you know, fans could be like, well, she makes it about her, you know, like she's, she's supposed yeah. to, she's, yeah, yeah, she's supposed to be a, a, a heel on television, but when she comes back is the woman's revolution and you girls did this and the top of the ladder and this and this and yes, yes, yes. And it's, and it's, and it's all about her. And, and the second part that's funny is that the, 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 the women were, were just having a brawl, right? And then she comes out and then like the women just happened to be standing in the ring. Like everything is all cool. And like nothing, like they weren't just fighting two minutes prior to that. And then you see like Paige and Absolution crying on the side that they're going to be in this Royal Rumble match. It's like the way it was laid out was pro- probably not well thought out, but I'm excited for the, the, the Rumble match. But just seeing Stephanie kind of making it, it seem like it's about her and the reaction from the, the women in the ring was like, hmm, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I did not. I was not a big fan of that either. I thought that was kind of stupid. I mean, again, I know it was supposed to be real, but it's like having absolution supposed to be, they're supposed to be portrayed as like anti-authority or at least against the other women. Yet you see them fucking holding hands with Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss in the ring, the same women they were fucking beating (laughs) up five minutes earlier, crying in the ring about this match announcement. I get what they were going for, and I know that kayfabe's dead. I don't want to hear that fucking argument, but it's like, you could have done better than that. I mean, I know Paige, they might, they probably will be in the Rumble. I get it, and they're happy they're having a Women's Royal Rumble, but that seemed to be taking it a bit too far. They were just beating the crap out of each other. Now they're all happy they're having a Women's Royal Rumble. I thought that was, again, it didn't ruin the segment for me. That's just merely nitpicking. Um, but you're absolutely right. Stephanie does tend to make most things she's involved in about her. I mean, go back to... What she even brought up, the women's evolution, or Divas Revolution, whatever the hell it was called at the time, when Charlotte, Sasha, and Becky first got called up to the main roster, why was Stephanie in the ring calling them out to the ring one by one that night? That made no sense. Exactly. Stephanie's supposed to be a heel. Are we yeah. supposed to boo Stephanie? It's like, okay, I'm supposed to hate her, but she's announcing this great match, so she wants to be a baby face and kind of take the attention away from the other women. It's just sickening. I really really wish we would just get rid of Stephanie altogether. And we did not have her on Raw for a long period of time this year. Yeah. But then she came back, and it's always about her. So, yeah, I was not a fan of that either. But overall, I am looking forward to the match, for sure. So I assume this match, you know, knowing... I mean, we don't know how long the Rumble is going to be, probably four, four-plus hours. This match is going to probably probably going off first, right? Just kind of get that crowd amped up and rowdy and hot, right? That's how I would book it. I would book in the Rumble event with the two Rumble matches. I mean, it would be kind of silly to do back-to-back or even one in, like, the second slot and then in the end. Yeah. Um, I think you'd put the women on first and then the men on last. Um, I think that's the way it's got to be. All right, so let, let's let's fantasy book this thing real quick. In the, uh, twofold. In the event, Rousey happens to be on board by the time of the Royal Rumble, which I, I doubt at this point, but, you know, just hypothetically speaking, if she's on board, does she win the Rumble? And if she's not on board, who are the top three, four to likely win? If there's no Charlotte involved, there's no Alexa Bliss involved, who do we have winning if Rousey's in it or not? 
I could see Rousey winning it if she was in it. Um, just because, like I talked about last week or the week before, that I feel like the WrestleMania match, to me, with Rousey, would be Rousey and Charlotte. I guess you could put the Raw women's title on Oscar between now and WrestleMania match, but I really have no interest, at least right now, in seeing Rousey beat Oscar and hand her first defeat like five months into her main roster run. That, to me would be just absolutely asinine, regardless of whether she's here full-time or part-time, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the following year. But Rousey and Charlotte would be a great match. Charlotte could carry her for a majority of it if Rousey's not in-ring ready yet. So I could see her coming in a rumble if it is indeed possible and she's not uh, you know, busy with other projects. I could see her coming in and winning it. If not Rousey, to me the only other person that makes sense is Asuka. Um, I would put the rumble win on Asuka. Have her go on to WrestleMania, and between WrestleMania and uh, between now and WrestleMania, get the belt on Paige. Now she's been feuding with Alexa. They're obviously not allies, despite both being heels. Uh, maybe they do a, another multi-woman match, God forbid, at the Raw pay-per-view in February or March, uh, the Elimination Chamber show, and we get Paige as the new Raw Women's Champion, and then Oscar beats her for it at WrestleMania. I think that's a bigger WrestleMania match, and they've teased it too on TV recently between Asuka and Paige. I think that's a bigger Mania match than um, Asuka versus Alexa Bliss. So I'm hoping that's the direction they go in. Um, if not that, I don't know where the hell you go with Asuka. Hmm. So um, I guess you could have a SmackDown woman win it, but like what, Ruby Riot or Naomi, God forbid? It's hmm. like, I like Ruby Riot, I like Naomi, but right. if you really want to make headlines, it's got to be a big name, either Rousey or Asuka, in my opinion. Yeah, um... I'm I'm just trying to think like you know even even for the men's side, cause I I was telling Mark this the other day that you know if if right now as you know and, and me and you have have spoke about it before where if we're thinking Nakamura and Oscar are going to be the top two people for for the championship belts on, on both brands, and we know that now in December then when it comes to Rumble and Mania it's like the surprise factor is not there. So now when you have an element of you know the, the the rumble with maybe Rousey being on board. I think that's the proper way to in, to introduce her to the company, as opposed to the regular norm of just someone sitting in the crowd and then showing her she's there and she gets involved. But um, I, I like I like the a little bit of unpredictability. Just, just you know, just like Clash when we saw Dolph Ziggler win the, the U.S. title. Me and you did not pick Dolph winning that match. I I did not think he was gonna win it, but I, I like that. So. However they do it, you know, j- just give me that unfamiliar, unpredictable territory where, like, you know what, I'll, we were not expecting that. So if I know Oscar's going to win, it's like, all right, then I know she's going to win at, at, at WrestleMania. But if they do a match between Paige and Alexa at the Rumble, then, you know, shit can get a little different now because now I know Paige and Oscar can be the championship match at WrestleMania, Oscar can win the Rumble for uh, you know, to represent Raw. But now it's like, who does who does Charlotte get on a SmackDown brand that she hasn't fought yet? You know. Yeah, the SmackDown women's side, even with the new influx of talent, is absolutely lacking. Um, I was not a fan of how they had the Riot Squad losing tag team action this week, decisively clean too, no less. Um, so I'm not sure what the hell they're doing over there. If it's not. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, you could have done... You, you still can do Charlotte and Ruby Riot, but the Riot squad has cooled off considerably since they were called up to the main roster mm-hmm. um, a couple of, about a month ago. 
And Carmella still has her briefcase, but, I mean, I guess that's a fresh match, Charlotte and Carmella, but is that really a money feud? Like, they have no big money players on SmackDown. They have Becky, who should be back soon, but we've seen Charlotte and Becky before. Yeah. So I don't really know what you do with the women on SmackDown. I think if Rousey's coming in at Mania, it's got to be Rousey and Charlotte. Um, if SmackDown really wants to compete with Raw, um, I think Paige and Oscar is a big match for Raw. And on SmackDown, it sucks that women like Bailey and Banks are on Raw because they could be in a big match on SmackDown with the women. Uh, the SmackDown's women's division has, like, no star power. So I'm thinking Charlotte and Rousey or Charlotte and – I mean, it might be we, – we say now it could be, like, all these singles matches, but more often than not, it ends up being a fucking multi-women match. We haven't had a one-on-one women's match at WrestleMania in, like, over a decade – so I'm hoping this year breaks that hmm. curse because this year we had the four-way and the six-pack challenge and they weren't even that good. So I hope we get away from the mentality of, oh, everyone has to make the show, which is so dumb. I know, I know they want to give everyone a WrestleMania paycheck, but it's like it doesn't make the matches any more compelling. I'm much more focused on a one-on-one match, so I'm hoping that's what we get. Um, but yeah, I don't think predictability is always a bad thing. Because I'd rather have Oscar win and have it make sense yeah. than have fucking Dana Brooke win. But no one saw it coming. But <laughs> you know, just because no one saw it coming, it makes it good. So uh, I think in this case, Oscar winning is—it's it's kind of predictable, yeah. But I think it's for the best because uh, there's really no one else that makes as much sense anyway. Mm. I'm trying to figure out whether you know from their their thinking from from a business standpoint. That if they bring in a big star like Rousey, they they would want her on Monday Night Raw as opposed to SmackDown, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm confused about because I would put her on SmackDown for sure. Right. But it's like Raw is stacked because they yeah. just brought back Paige. They have Bliss as champion. Um, you already have Oscar being brought in. Oscar's already here. They have Banks and Bailey not doing anything right now other than feeding with Absolution. That's a lot of star power, a lot of former champions and future champions on one show. On SmackDown, really, you only have Charlotte, Becky Lynch, maybe Naomi. That's about it. The Riot Squad just showed up. They're not established at all. Um, that's pretty much it. Tamina's awful. Lana is awful. And Naomi is good, but she had her time. That's over with. Natalia, God forbid we ever see you in a title match anytime soon. Um, again, uh, and that's really about it. Carmella, again, she's good, but she's not on the level of any of the other women I just mentioned. So I would, yeah, it would make sense to put her on Raw because it is the flagship show. But if they really wanted to boost SmackDown and uh, give Charlotte a big match for WrestleMania, they would put Rousey on SmackDown. But that's just what I would hmm. do. Speaking of the Royal Rumble, um, we're going to get the highly anticipated triple threat match between Brock Kane and Braun Strowman um, <laughs> for the for the universal title. Can you can yeah, you, highly <laughs> yeah right <laughs> early early uh, twenty eighteen match of the year candidate. Um, can 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 you lay out the pros and cons of, of this triple threat match between Brock Braun and Kane at the Royal Rumble? So Braun would not have to get pinned, right? But. And again, I mentioned this maybe last week or the week before, is that Kane in a world title match at the onset of 2018 is the worst possible message to send heading into the new year that we're all, we're all about pushing talent. Yet a guy who's been around for 20 years 
is in a title match. And it would be one thing if, you know, he was getting one more run or it made sense or it was a match people were looking forward to. Mm. It really isn't. Like, I like Kane. It's not Kane he. Um, it's just the fact that this Strowman feud has just done nothing for me at all. And Strowman and Lesnar at one point was a big match, and they shit the bed. The No Mercy match was no good. So I understand them wanting to put Lesnar and Strowman back in the ring together just because they have no one else, but that's their own fault. I mean, Balor could have been in this spot had they booked him properly. And at this point, it would be even... I mean, Balor and Lesnar might be a better match, but from a booking standpoint, I can't sit here and tell you, oh, I'd rather see Balor in this spot. I would, but they they can't book that now. Balor's fucking barely being able to meet the Miztourage. So how could you book him as a threat to Brock Lesnar? And there's no one else on Raw that makes sense right now that's not already busy with other things. Then again... Um, I think, honestly, the Ambrose injury might have come. I mean, it, the fact that it happened, it all sucks. But I think it came at the worst possible time. Yeah. Because they could have booked. Like, let's say Ambrose got hurt or they booked him out of, they wrote him out of storylines a few weeks ago. You could have inserted Rollins into that spot instead. And I know he hasn't been doing a ton lately, but he would be a better choice than Lesnar, Kane, or Finn Balor right now. They have unfinished business from a few years ago. You damn sure know it would be a good match. And it would prep Brock Lesnar in beating a former Shield member before he goes on to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. So, I mean, at this point, you can't change it now. They've already booked the match for the Rumble. But it sucks that this couldn't have happened like a week or two ago. We could have got Rollins instead um, just because Lesnar, Kane, and Strowman does nothing for me. Again, it, it prevents Strowman from eating another loss pinfall-wise, but he's still going to lose. He's not winning the belt. So we'll see. I know the pay-per-view is all about the Rumble match itself, but I thought this is a weak attempt at uh, booking a world title match in a big four pay-per-view. Now, since you mentioned Finn Balor, uh, you know a lot of people, when it came to the Rumble and Mania, a lot of people have Balor winning, winning the Rumble or should have been in title contention months ago. Uh, you know, just to give you a timeline, just to you know update you with the timeline, it's, it's crazy because... He becomes Universal Champion at SummerSlam uh, a year and a half ago, 2016. He gets hurt. He returns. He says he wants Brock Lesnar. Doesn't get Brock. He doesn't do his uh, demon gimmick at all at this point. Um, had a feud with Bray Wyatt where he's like a pumpkin head and Bray Wyatt is Sister Abigail. He loses the cane clean, clean in the ring. He's in a feud with the Mistarage, and this is where we have Finn Balor late 2017. And now it's like, can this be the guy that could win the Royal Rumble and become Universal Champion once again? Absolutely not. At least not right now. Like, it is sad that people did have this guy pegged, myself included, to win the Rumble earlier this year. People thought he would be back mm-hmm. earlier than he was, and obviously that was not the case. But the booking of Balor has just been one giant question mark in 2017 from, like you said, the Bray Wyatt feud to not giving him his title shot earlier. And I think when they waited to give him the title match, because the plan was at some point to do Balor and Brock. So, but I think the fact that they waited this long killed them in the long run, because now we're not going to get the match at all as a result of them waiting so long. And, I mean, it's also their fault they booked Balor like a loser to begin with a few months ago, starting with that Kane loss, and it's been all downhill since then. But with Balor, at this point, not to say that there's no hope for him, because he can absolutely still be a top star. I think a move to SmackDown would fit him amazingly well. 
I think a move to SmackDown early next year after WrestleMania would be absolutely yeah. the right call to make. Because right now he is dying a death on Raw. Um, but yeah, winning, having him win the Rumble is it out of the realm of possibility. No, but he's not even close. He's probably not even my top five potential Rumble uh, Rumble winners at this point. Because, and even again, if you had this guy win the Rumble, it would almost be like justifying all the complaints about gender. Because we all said, or at least most people did, myself included, with gender, like, oh, it makes no sense to put the belt on him because this guy was losing to Mojo Raleigh last week. Okay, so we can't really, <laughs> you can't pick and choose. You can't complain about gender, but also praise Balor right. from losing the fucking Kane and all these other guys and barely being able to beat the Miztourage to then winning the Rumble. Because you can't, just because, yeah, he's an IWC favorite. Like, I like Balor, but again, from a booking standpoint, that would make no sense at all. So, uh, again, maybe there's hope for him in a main event run later on in 2018, but having him win the Rumble, again, would it be cool? Would I mark out or get excited? Sure. But, again, from a booking standpoint, it would make very little sense. So I would hope that doesn't happen. I don't think it will happen anyway. I mean, it's really amazing how they're booking Kane better than Rude and Nakamura and Finn Balor. That's That's some weird shit. It's it's all this shit for just short term gain. I mean, they're wasting this stuff, guys. Like I know Rude and Nakamura and Balor, they're in their mid thirties, late thirties. I understand that, but mm. they have many more years left in them than fucking Kane. They're pushing this guy as a monster at the expense of these younger guys for what? What to lose to Brock Lesnar or Royal Rumble, then walk off into the sunset, right off into the sunset? That's for what? I mean, it's not like they're benefiting anyone else in the roster. I thought at one point, okay, Kane beat Balor, but Balor's going to get his revenge. He's going to give Kane his comeuppance at some point, and he never yeah. did. Never did. Not at any point did Balor get one up on Kane. So I don't know where they're going with this, but it's the same thing. Like, I know this is going back a bit, but when they had Goldberg beat Brock Lesnar, like, okay, it was a big shocking thing. That's cool and all, but then who's going to be Goldberg to benefit from Goldberg beating Brock? Really, nobody. The only person that benefited was Brock Lesnar, and he's not a he's not a full time guy anyway. No one has yet to be Brock Lesnar, unless your name is Roman Reigns, which is probably going to happen at WrestleMania. So they're not giving these guys the big wins they need. I mean, I know they had Roman beat Taker at WrestleMania, but then Roman went on to lose like fucking six pay per view matches after that. So it's, it's just the booking here is just completely inconsistent, and it really hurts these guys and their ability to come off as special. What's the, um, like, out of five, what's the likelihood that Brock Lesnar loses the belt at the Royal Rumble? One. Because I feel like if they were going to do it, they would have done it already. I feel like they would have done it to Strowman at No Mercy. There were a couple points in the last number of months they could have taken the belt off of Lesnar, including the Strowman at No Mercy. Where Strowman's still popular now, but the guy was on fire back in No Mercy time, and they had him lose in a terrible match. Um, or at SummerSlam, so again, Strowman or Joe, or even Joe. Joe was on fire, and he's still doing really well now. The guy was on fire over the summer, and that would have been the time to, like, oh, shit, like, they put the belt in this guy, because I know Lesnar, that we want to have him become champion, uh, that we want to have Roman become champion of Mania and have um, him beat Brock Lesnar, but Joe is really hot right now. We should do the title change. They didn't. So, I mean, I guess they could. But Kane as champion would be even worse than Brock. Oh, no. And having Strowman as champion, eh, I mean, I like Strowman, but like at this point, because they didn't do it before, I don't know what else you do with him going into WrestleMania because it's pretty likely that after what we saw at Survivor Series that he's going to be facing Triple H at WrestleMania. 
and that for sure better not be a title match. Mm. Um, so I, I think at this point it wouldn't even make sense. So at least with Balor, if they booked him the right way, I would say, yeah, maybe taking the title off of Brock and putting it on Balor would be cool because Balor can have a few different opponents in Mania. But Strowman and Kane at this point in time don't even make sense. So I feel like you have to keep the belt on Brock, which is why this match is even worse off because you know they're not going to win. That's the problem. Again, fantasy booking, what would be really cool that I know they won't do is you have Brock lose the belt in the match, um, again, without without getting pinned. So Braun will pin Kane, and Braun becomes champion. And obviously the, the, the championship match will not be the main event, so the, the, the Rumble will go on last. Brock loses, Braun's new champion, and then fucking out comes Brock in the Royal Rumble match at like 30. And wins the Rumble and fights Braun at WrestleMania. Brock and Braun again at Mania? Like one-on-one, yeah. The only issue, I mean, there's a couple issues with that, but, I mean, he wouldn't have to win the Rumble, though, because he has a rematch. Oh, God. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) if 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 you said Brock beats Braun, and then Braun comes out and wins the Rumble, and he gets another match at WrestleMania... That would make more sense because at least Braun would have to earn another title opportunity. I would understand that. But even that, I wouldn't do that because Brock and Braun the first time sucked. Mm. Uh, I, I would just move away from that altogether. They should do an old school. But you know what? They they tried doing it, but they like an old school, you know, two, the last two go out the ring at the last time. They can't determine a winner. Then they say, all right, F it. Both of you are in the main event of WrestleMania. But no, they, they, they tried doing that with Cena and Batista. I think in 05, and they say, you know, restart the match, and then Batista won. So, I mean, there are some ways they can they can try to be creative and, and innovative, but, um, you know, just trying to see who's in the Rumble match or who's going to be in the, in the, in the Rumble match now. Um, I doubt Ambrose, Ambrose is going to be in it. People like Seth and Finn, Samoa, Joe, Roman Reigns, um, I think the first person to say they're entering was uh, um, Elias Samson, so he's going to be in the Rumble. Um, I doubt he'll win it, but I think I think he'll be in that final mix of guys, uh, Nakamura, Randy Orton. So again, I I don't want to say Roman Reigns is the clear-cut favorite. You know, me and you're going to do this every week to see who's going to be the favorite. But uh, I know last week we had Roman and Nakamura. This week. Uh, is it still the same for Roman Reigns and Nakamura to be the clear-cut favorites, or did there someone else growing in your mind? Yeah, nothing I saw this week changed my mind at all. Um, like we were talking about before we went on the air, Raw and SmackDown this week, aside from the Women's Royal Rumble announcement, were pure filler. Even Classic Champions felt like a filler pay-per-view. Like, okay, we're just waiting to get to the Royal Rumble. Um, there's no one else that stands out to me as a clear-cut favorite, and maybe, I don't know what the WWE title matches will be at the... I, I said last week it should be Styles and Orton. I don't know if they're going that direction or not. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I guess they could have... I guess you could go with Owens or Zayn. I mean, I've said before, um, when the Zayn heel turn first happened, maybe this leads to Zayn kind of pulling an Orton on the Wyatt family where he uses Owens, and he wins the Rumble, and Owens wins the world title at some point between now and Mania. We get that for the world title, but... I think it should be Styles and Nakamura. That's the bigger match, and I don't think. I think at this point, from what we've seen from Sami Zayn, he's not turning back babyface anytime soon. Um, so yeah, I will still say that the top two clear-cut favorites for me 
are Nakamura and Orton. Just the only thing that happened this week that may have made me more sure of my pick for Nakamura is that you have to keep this in mind that if they have the women's rumble, and they will obviously, and they say, say they have Asuka win it, she's a raw woman, would they also have a raw male superstar win the male version? Like, I don't think so. I feel like mm-hmm. they have Asuka win the women's one, and she's a raw star. They're going to have a SmackDown star win the male rumble, um, which is why I think even more so than Roman Reigns, they're going to have it be um, Shinsuke Nakamura, which I would go with over Roman Reigns anyway. Having Roman win in Philly would just be fucking disastrous. And I know we were, we were talking about how predictable it might be, but like I've said, predictability is not always a bad thing, and we need a good Rumble winner where the people aren't going to shit all over it for the first time in like literally five years. It's been one year after another that people keep on pooping on each of these Rumble winners. So I think Nakamura would be a great surprise, and maybe not a surprise, because we mm. kind of expect them to win. Because um, if it's not Nakamura and it's got to be someone from SmackDown, I, no one else really makes sense other than maybe Owens or Zayn. So I'm sticking with Nakamura, but Roman is a clear-cut number two, though. So that'll mean back-to-back Royal Rumble winners coming from the SmackDown brand two years in a row. Correct. Yeah, with Orton last year, yeah. Mm, uh, um, speaking of AJ... He beat Jinder at Clash of Champions. No surprise there. But now, if the championship match at the Rumble is AJ versus, I know, I think you mentioned Orton, but a lot of people are, are saying Sami Zayn could be in that slot at the Rumble against AJ Styles, which I, I wouldn't be, you know, opposed to seeing. Um, I think AJ needs new people to to work with, and I think when it comes down to it, when they did the brand the the brand split. At first, it was like, man, this is great. You got this and that. But now, when it comes down to it, it's like, all right, AJ has 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 it ready for gender so many times. He's fought John Cena. He's fought Randy Orton. And it's like, who else can he fight? So it's like, this is what you get when you, when you, when you do a brand split. Obviously, they'll do some mixed matching and trades later on. But I think for him right now, for the Rumble aspect. A one-on-one match has to be with either Randy Orton or Sami Zayn, and, and I think seeing Sami Zayn in that spot, I'll prefer because you get your your traditional heel versus traditional babyface. True. Um, if it's not Zayn, I could see a three-way with Owen Zayn and um, AJ, just okay. because both Owens and Zayn won that tag team match at Clash. Yeah. So maybe Daniel Bryan or Shane's way of rewarding them. Um, would be to bo- would be to put both guys in the title match. I could see that. Maybe that's where you tease tension with Owens or Zayn, um, or just an Owens or rather just a Zayn Styles one on one match would also be great because we haven't yet to see that on a pay per view. But if not that, I mean, Agent Orton is still fresh. We've only we've only ever seen that match. We've only seen the match one other time, and that was earlier this year. So beyond that, I think it's a really fresh match. Uh, that's why I would go with that match, and it might be the last opportunity for a while because I've been reading that AJ or Rather, Orton might have a reduced schedule in the first few months of 2018. So if they don't do it then, it might be a while. Um, That's why I would do AJ Orton, but Owens and Zayn versus AJ would also be a really good match. Um, If not them, i got to say, though, I don't think it's the brand split's fault. I think it's the fault of the company for not creating new stars. I think you can have compelling challengers for guys like AJ and whoever the champion is. Mm Mm-hmm. 
if you have a revolving door of talent. Yes, we have a few stars on top with Orton Nakamura, and you're not going to waste A.J. Nakamura at the Rumble. You have Orton Nakamura, Owens, and Zayn, but you could have other guys in that slot, too, if you book them properly. Like, let's say Baron Corbin, if he dropped the belt on Sunday, he could have been a viable challenger for A.J. had they not booked him like a fucking loser for the last six months. Like, now I have no... I mean, we already saw the match anyway, but, like, that could have been a viable world title match had Baron Corbin not been booked like a total loser. Mm-hmm. Dolph Ziggler's an even worse case. I know he just won the um, <clears throat> the U.S. championship, but A.J. and Ziggler would have been a really good feud if Ziggler was just so goddamn meaningless. Just having do AJ, having AJ versus Ziggler is just no one would care. Because from an in-ring standpoint, it could be a good match. But it's like no one cares about Dolph Ziggler, so that wouldn't work. Even a guy like Bobby Roode that you brought up before, if they had built this guy up better from the moment he showed up on SmackDown, probably as a heel, which he works better as anyway, you could have done AJ and Roode at the Royal Rumble. But the guy is just beyond directionless right now. So they have the talent to put in that spot, but because they were just so directionless and no one cares, that's where they just shoot themselves in the foot. Um, and you're left with this, just the same guys on top. And God forbid they do AJ and Mahal again, but oh, no. after what we saw on, at Clash and on SmackDown, I would assume that's not the direction they're going in. Thank God. You mentioned Dolph. I'm, I'm going to get to him in a second. Um, do we see John Cena in the Royal Rumble? Yes, I know he's returning on Monday's Raw, on the mm-hmm. Christmas episode, which I know everyone is excited for. Um, I would assume there he announces he's going to be in the Rumble. I know last year when he came out and when he came back around this time, he said he was going to be vying for the title. I would, I mean, I guess he can't really do that if he's coming back on Raw and he's going to be a Raw guy from here on out going into WrestleMania. We already have the Universal Title match set for the Rumble, so it's not going to be Brock and Cena. Um, so I would assume he will be back to say that he's in the Rumble, mm-hmm. and as he should. I mean, the Rumble needs as much star power as it could possibly use So putting Cena in the Rumble. And, hey, he's another guy I could argue just might win it. I doubt he would, but mm-hmm. he has the story where he wants to win that 17th world title right. and uh, break the record of um, Ric Flair. So I don't think it's going to happen, but he's another guy where it's like, oh, shit, he could possibly win. So that's why I would put him in the Rumble, too. Yeah, I, I was trying to, you know, think about when you said, you know, AJ versus Bobby or, or Orton at, at the uh, at the Rumble. I can see how they how they get there with, with Sami Zayn. I can see that, um, which is typical good guy versus bad guy. But now when you have two good guys in Bobby Roode and Orton against a good guy in AJ, it's like how do we, you know, fa- you know, like I said, fantasy book it. How, how do we get there to get AJ and Bobby Roode, for example, or, or and how do we get there to get AJ? and Randy Orton at the Rumble. How do we get there? Well, A.J. Orton, I think, is a better uh, is a better match. I like A.J. Rude, but Rude's got to be built up better at this point, so it's not even really a match that I want to see right now. I mean, again, the Rumble pay-per-view is all about the Rumble match itself. Right. So you could do A.J. and Mike Kanellis, and it wouldn't really even matter. Not to say they should, but, I mean, it doesn't really matter who they put in that slot because it's all about the Rumble match, or Rumble match is, I guess, at this point, with the women also having their own. Um, again, with Rude, it's not as likely, but it could be something as simple as just doing a number one contenders tournament. That's what they did last year. Uh, not for the Rumble, but they had right after TLC a couple number one contenders matches mm-hmm. that were won by, uh, I think, Dolph Ziggler. They had Ziggler in that spot. Now, he didn't really mean much yeah. to any either, but at least they put him in that slot in that final SmackDown of the year. And it was great. Like, no one really thought Ziggler or Corbin were going to win the belt. 
but they had a great fucking match with AJ on SmackDown. So that's what I'm hoping for at the Rumble. Um, and they have time. This week was just total filler. They could start something next Tuesday. Um, but because it's the day after Christmas, I think they're going to wait until the first SmackDown of the year to determine a new number one contender. Um, but, yeah, I think that's how you get to Zayn, AJ, too. Whatever it is, I feel like they're going to have a number one contender's match of some sort um, with people on the SmackDown brand with Corbin and Rude and Zayn, Owens, Orton, Nakamura. That'll probably be won by one of those guys and, and go on to face eight or a battle royal. You know they love their battle royals. So oh, yeah, definitely. maybe that's what they do to determine a uh, number one contender to the title at the Royal Rumble for AJ. Yeah, you know, which I think is lazy to do battle royals and fatal four ways and fatal five ways to determine <laughs> the number one contender. Throw a bunch of bodies in a ring. Yep, that's like, how they do it. Come on, man. Um, uh, Dolph Ziggler defeated um, Baron Corbin and Bobby Roode to become new United States champion at Clash of Champions. Uh, did a promo on SmackDown. Left the, left the belt in the ring. Said I'm turning my back or whatever he was saying. Typical promo, but now it's like. Everybody's saying, like, ooh, what does that mean? Did he vacate the belt? Is he leaving? What does that mean? So him doing the promo and him leaving the belt in the ring by itself, um, how do you think this is going to play out? Honestly, that might have been the most intrigued I've been by Dolph Ziggler Uh in at least maybe two years. I mean, that was the most interesting thing he's done in a while um, because I'm not sure where they're going with it. I'm not sure they know where they're going with it either, but at least it's something different. I mean, having the guy come out to no entrance music, doing the same thing, cutting the same fucking promo every single week, no one cares. And again, I said this before the pay-per-view, I do not care about Dolph Ziggler. The fact he won the belt was definitely shocking. Like you said, no one saw that coming, so it got to be a reaction. I feel like there was more of a shock than it was like people giving a shit about Ziggler. But again, the problem has never been in the ring. Because that match on Sunday was probably the match of the night, to be honest with you. Yeah, the U.S. title match with Ziggler, Corbin, and Rude was very, very good. So the issue with Ziggler has never been in the ring. It's just the booking of his character. And just when you think they might be trying to do something different with him as champion, they do this shit where they take the belt right off of him. And again, it has me intrigued. So I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. Um, before I had read other reports, my interpretation... Was that like was that that was their version? That was their way of giving him one last like push on the way out with the championship when he leaves. Um, I don't think that's the direction they're going in, based off what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Feels like they're going to take him off TV for a while and then come back, and he's like the uncrowned champion. Uh, I guess you could do that. I mean, getting Ziggler off TV at all, I think, would be the best for him because the guy never takes time off for the most part and he's just so overexposed, mm-hmm. and maybe this might help motivate him more to do something different for a change. That's all the company's fault, too. It's not really his fault. Um, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing where they go with it, but maybe they give the belt to Rude in the meantime, but then again, we've already seen Rune and Ziggler. We've already seen Rude and Ziggler. If they come back to do that match, when Ziggler seemingly returns, I, I don't really know. I would hope this leads to him leaving the company for good. Um, and to go elsewhere, like Ring of Honor or New Japan, and try something else, because the WWE run at this point is just dead in the water. And anyone hoping for a Ziggler push like the main event level is not going to happen ever again. So, again, I'm somewhat intrigued, but I hope the outcome is, you know, something different and doesn't lead to um, Ziggler and Rude Part 7 in a couple months. So if Dolph comes on SmackDown next week with the U.S. title on his shoulder, you're going to be at home like, 
then what the hell was that all about last week? That would not surprise me in the slightest because that's exactly what this company does. They're like, yeah, we didn't like the direction they went in. We went in, so we're just going to change it and mm-hmm. keep the belt on Dolph Ziggler. So, yeah, exactly. That would piss me off greatly if they did that. Well, since I mentioned Clash of Champions a few times, um, they did have the show on Sunday. Uh, AJ defeated Jinder to keep his uh, championship. We had, again, Dolph Ziggler beat Baron Corbin, Bobby Roode to become new U.S. champion. Um, Mojo defeated Zack Ryder in the pre-show, which I thought was a pretty good match. The Dolph match was 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 dope. The Usos, New Day, Chad Gable, Shelton Benjamin, Rusev, Aiden English, Fatal 4-Way tag match for the tag titles was pretty good. Uh, Usos with the victory. Charlotte Flair defeating Natalia in a Lumberjack match. Uh, for the SmackDown Women's Championship, I, I wasn't a big fan of that match. The Bludgeon Brothers defeated Brizongo in a mat classic for two minutes. And then we had uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defeating Randy Orton and Nakamura with Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan going back and forth for who's counting pinfalls and who's doing this and blah, blah, blah. And ended up with Daniel Bryan doing the fast count uh, to make KO and Sami Zayn victorious. So now I did not see the promo on Tuesday with uh, Shane and Daniel Bryan. So I don't know what was said and how it's going to move the the program forward. So um, your take on that match with uh, Orton, Nakamura, Zayn, KO, the whole dynamic with Shane and Daniel Bryan, and tell me what happened on SmackDown between the two. The match itself, I was not a big fan of at all. Yeah. Um, the match itself felt like a glorified SmackDown main event. There was nothing exciting about it at all. At all. Like Owens jumping off the commentary table. Like, ooh, cool spot. Like, I've seen that a million times before. <laughs> and I like all four guys, but yeah. I don't know. It, it just felt like a, a match. It was all about Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan and what they would do to cost the baby faces or the heels the victory. So Shane, you know, costing Owens and Zayn the victory at first was like, oh, okay, I kind of expected that. And I thought, it was a, I thought it was a clever finish. I will give them that with Brian helping Zane win, but it wasn't a heel turn because the only reason he did that was because Shane attempted to fuck over Owens and Zane, and Brian was trying to be fair, so he helped the heels win. So it wasn't really a heel turn, so I liked what they did there. The fallout on SmackDown, the delivery of their lines and the promos and stuff, it's good, and I think Brian is hes a great mic worker, and he always has been. Mm-hmm. Um, he's gotten a lot better in the last number of years. So I thought he did well with what he had to say on Tuesday. Basically, he was saying, like, oh, don't become your father, Shane. Don't become the next Vince McMahon. And that was really where they left it. Yeah. Like, oh, you going to fire me, Shane? You're going to fire me? And he obviously didn't. So Owens and Zayn haven't been fired. Brian's not fired. So where the fuck is this going? Like, he didn't really <laughs> accomplish anything on Tuesday, which is why I said earlier, this feels like a filler time for WWE. And it is a filler time, which is not anything shocking at all. Because Christmas is next week, and that's where Raw and SmackDown just so happen to fall, unfortunately. So I don't think they're going to really do anything of note until the new year. Um, so this past week, they really did nothing. I mean, Brian, again, his promos are good, but it's like the content of what they're giving him, where the storyline is going, the bigger picture of it all, just, I, I don't know. Like, no one really knows. And it feels like, to me, they don't know. And I know people are saying, are they going to clear Daniel Bryan? They're going to clear him. I honestly don't think they will. I really don't think they will. And maybe they'll do a Daniel Bryan surrogate storyline where he brings in, like, I don't know, Owens to wrestle for him again or something like that. That doesn't really interest me at all. Because we've seen Shane wrestle the last few WrestleManias. The AJ Styles match was great, but 
having someone wrestle for Brian, it's like, who cares? So I'm not really sure, but um, yeah, they really said a whole lot of nothing on Tuesday. Nothing you need to uh, go out of your way to say. Yeah, I, I just hope that we don't get like another Daniel Bryan, Miz kind of thing where last year on on Talking Smack where you kind of thought that, hey, you know, before WrestleMania 33 at that time, you kind of thought the Miz and Daniel Bryan was leading up to some some sort of program where they would clear Daniel Bryan to, for a match with the Miz at, at WrestleMania. That did not happen, and I, that was, I think, a more compelling storyline than what we're getting with him and Shane. But it's like, all right, now we're teasing Daniel Bryan and Shane, and it's about to be Royal Rumble, and we all know how they always you know, cramp up for WrestleMania beginning uh, during Royal Rumble season. But it's like, all right, how do you pay this off if Daniel Bryan is not going to be in the ring or doing some kind of like non-sanctioned match where it's like a, a like a street fight, but it's not wrestling with him in the ring. Like you said, to, 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 to him to say, hey, KO or somebody fight for me and Shane, you get uh, somebody or you fight for yourself, then that'll def- that'll defeat the purpose. So I think it's very interesting to see where they go um, going forward. I, I think the likely outcome has to be Daniel Bryan against Shane McMahon at WrestleMania, but to what capacity? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the thing, though. Even bother booking a fantasy booking an outcome for this thing would almost be a waste of time. Because like you said, you said it right there with Miz and Bryan. We had that last year. I was really looking forward to seeing how that would be paid yeah. off. They never paid it off at all. The only payoff was them fucking pushing Miz to Raw. And they never had any payoff to that fucking seven-month storyline. Seven-month-long storyline went absolutely nowhere. So the, the fact that they might do something different, with, and that was way more compelling, too, like you said. So the fact they might do anything different with these guys, I do not have any faith that will be the case. Unless it's like a replacement storyline or, um, or the, you know, they have, like I said, have someone serve as his uh, representative at WrestleMania, like a... Vince McMahon and Donald Trump-like thing at Mania 34, mm. or Mania 234, WrestleMania 34. Again, like, what, for the power to control SmackDown? You know Brian's probably going to lose because he's probably leaving in a couple months. He's probably leaving next year right. when his contract expires. So, mm-hmm. again, it just does not interest me at all. Even if Brian, hey, you know what, whatever gets Brian back in the ring, I don't care if he fucking faces Yoshitatsu. Whatever gets him back in the ring at WrestleMania, that's all I care about. But even Brian is Shane. It's not even that exciting. I mean, it's a whatever gets Brian back in the ring. But they could put in a million better opponents for Brian at WrestleMania than Shane McMahon, God forbid. So what? Fighting for the power of SmackDown. No one cares about that type of thing. They wasted 15 minutes of SmackDown TV time on Tuesday with these guys bickering back and forth. And like I said, nothing of importance was even said. Nothing happened. No one was fired. No one was suspended. Nothing happened. And maybe I'm just, you know, uh, jumping the gun here and they're not, you know, they're, they're holding off on the big blow-off. But I really don't have any faith that this is headed to a big blow-off at all. And they need to stop centering their show. And I said this before, they need to stop centering their show around the authority figures. The show kicks off every single week with Brian and Shane. The best part about SmackDown during the initial brand split, or when the, the, this brand split when it first got started about a year ago, was the fact that these guys were barely on TV. Brian and Miz was a great feud because it wasn't on TV every single fucking week, and we weren't we wouldn't spend twenty minute promos in the ring uh, with them going back and forth. It would just be backstage encounters, them not wasting time in the middle of the ring for twenty minutes mm-hmm. on SmackDown. 
And at least Miz could go in the ring. Shane is probably, I mean, he could still have fun matches every now and again, but I don't know. The fact they're focusing on these guys at all does not give me much faith for the future of SmackDown. I have no idea where it's going to go. I feel like they have no idea where it's going to go either. Brian and Shane is the most likely outcome, but even then I'm going to stick to my guns and say they don't clear Daniel Bryan. Because if they would, they would have done it for the aforementioned Brian Miz storyline, which they didn't. Yeah, I, I think I think we started we started to see Daniel Bryan more on TV. Correct me if I'm wrong. We we saw Daniel Bryan more on TV when they took away talking smack, and it was like, all right, now much, yeah, yeah, now yeah. it's like, all right, now how do we get Daniel Bryan? I don't mind them being on TV if they're just saying, hey, welcome to this city, blah blah, blah you know, yeah, and 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 they make a match. Uh, when they on t- when they're on TV and this the the, the main top two storylines are um, involving them, then it's like, all right, because we, we, me and you shitted on Triple H and Stephanie McMahon for being on TV three years in a row with the authority and this and this and that. Every, every, uh, every Monday was about Seth and Kane and the authority and Orton and me and Stephanie and this, and you're fired and, and Stephanie's smacking Roman Reigns in the face. And it's like, all right, we've had enough of that. So when they went away, it was like, man, you get Kurt Angle involved. We don't see Triple H and Stephanie for 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 since WrestleMania until uh, a, a couple of months ago for the Survivor Series, and now Daniel Bryan Shane. Like I I don't mind it. It just you know kind of kind of let me know where we're going because now the question mark is Daniel Bryan hasn't has has not had a match in two years. So now if Daniel Bryan was wrestling for the past two years, then I get it. But if, if if he hasn't wrestled and there's no clear indication he's going to wrestle, don't waste all of our time in building something very cool and, and very interesting to the point where you get to March or WrestleMania time and say, all right, it's going to be Shane against X, Y, and Z and not Daniel Bryan. That's exactly it. That's why I don't have faith they're going to clear the guy because that's what we were all hoping for last year. I could not tell you how many people... We're telling me that we're going to get Brian and Miz at WrestleMania. We're going to get Brian and Miz at the Royal Rumble. Brian didn't wrestle at all, and that's because they just if they would have cleared him, they wouldn't have had him retire in the first place. I don't care how many doctors they have him get cleared by outside of WWE. That WWE doctor is not going to say, oh, you're not cleared two years ago, but you're good to go now. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I, I, I'm not saying I don't want to see him wrestle because I do. Mm-hmm. I, do I, I would absolutely love it if they cleared him. To me, it just does not make sense that they would say no two years ago and then say yes now. Like, it's a concussion thing. That stuff is the way. So I, I don't really know, but I feel like they are getting our hopes up just to get us excited about a, an authority-based storyline and then have it not lead anywhere. Or have it lead somewhere just not involving Daniel Bryan in the ring. Because you were absolutely right about the Sheen and, and uh, about the Triple H Stephanie thing on TV every single week. And I know Triple H would wrestle, but they would very rarely get their comeuppance. They would always dominate Raw TV time. They would always, you know, have the storylines focus around them, and it wouldn't benefit anyone else in the roster. That match on Sunday was very authority-esque, where you have four great stars in the ring, and Randy Orton, Shinsuke Nakamura, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. The only thing people were talking about when it was over was fucking Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan. That's part of the problem right now. That's why guys like Bobby Roode and Corbin are not over. I know they have nothing to do with this, but if they spent half of the TV time, what they do with Daniel Bryan and Shane kicking off SmackDown every week, 
and put that towards guys like Bobby Roode and Corbin and other guys like that, mm. we wouldn't be in this position right now. So at least with Angle, they got it right, and the guy's barely on TV, and when it is, it is to make a match or to wrestle very rarely. I like that. Having these guys on TV for 20-minute promos, guys like Shane and Brian, is not doing the rest of the roster any favors. Because after WrestleMania, and they go away, we're left with these guys that no one cares about. That's the bigger issue in all of this. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it is a lot. Um, I guess it, me and you and other fans across the world are just, you know, in the dark of what's really going on or, or, or supposed to happen. But, you know... Um, as long as as long as they get there to a place where it makes sense, uh, if Danny Bryan can yeah. out, if Danny Bryan can out wrestle, at least give me a reason why to be like, you know what, all right, fine, he's not wrestling because this is happening. And it's, it's funny how Shane's Shane's um, <laughs> Shane's WrestleMania resume is really piling up. <laughs> he's getting Undertaker in a Hell in a Cell match and, and losing. Uh, he's getting AJ Styles in a WrestleMania match and losing. Um, he, he might question mark. He might get Daniel Bryan at, at WrestleMania. I don't know what other matches. Oh, uh, he, he had Vince McMahon a long time ago, but his resume is really piling up. Like the, if you want a big time WrestleMania match, you, you know, you would probably think Reigns and Brock and Taker and, 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 and Cena. Shane McMahon is really the guy now. <laughs> he is. Again, you would think that uh, that he was like the top star on SmackDown exactly. with the WrestleMania matches that he's had in recent years. And I said the same thing about Stephanie a year ago. If she was on TV all the time, more so than Kevin Owens, and she was getting all the heat, then put the fucking Universal title on her. So the same thing with Shane McMahon. If he's the guy that's getting the TV time every single week, Put the WWE title on him. I'm not saying seriously, but it's like he might as well be WWE champion because the guy's getting all the big matches. He may have the Survivor Series. He may have the Hell in a Cell. The rest of the WrestleMania, the rest of the WrestleMania last year and Survivor Series last year. I like Shane McMahon, don't get me wrong, but less is more with this guy. Less is more, even with Daniel Bryan. And I like them, but you know if they're not going to wrestle every week or lead to a big match that means something, it serves absolutely no purpose. So I think this year is going to be no exception. For some reason, they have this thought in their mind. WWE has their thought that WrestleMania would not be complete without a Shane McMahon or Triple H match. And we talked about Triple H a few months ago, or a few weeks ago. They have to have a Triple H match at WrestleMania. If those two guys did not wrestle WrestleMania, would anyone really care that much? Or people are going to be saying, oh, man, I need my Shane McMahon match at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I need my Triple H match at WrestleMania. I could see people making more of a case for Triple H. Shane, I like Shane. But it serves no purpose. The AJ match was great. I think that match might have stolen the show. But that was all AJ. Some Shane, mostly AJ, though. Um, this year, I doubt it would be the same thing. I could see them doing Triple H and Shane, because that could be at least interesting. I know I'm kind of taking away from my own point. Um, but at least they have history. They have bad blood. That would be pretty cool. Beyond that one match, I have no interest in seeing either guy at WrestleMania. And I like Braun, but Braun and Triple H would bore me to tears. Brian and, and, and Shane McMahon... Yeah, again, it gets Brian back in the ring. That's great. It could be a fun match, but it's a complete waste of Daniel Bryan getting back in the ring. Mm-hmm. They could have him go against AJ or Nakamura or God knows who else on SmackDown, but no, they got to put him in the fucking ring with Shane McMahon. So that's my problem with it all, but that's just my two cents. Yeah, and you know what? You, you did bring up a great point, and I was just thinking about it at the same time before I let you go, the fact that, you know, 
them not them not continuing something they 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 do a lot of stop and go stop and go stop and go with these storylines where at the Survivor Series you know tr- try to explain this to me Survivor Series they do a thing where Triple H pedigrees uh, Kurt Angle his own teammate and then puts Shane McMahon on Kurt to cover him and Shane eliminates Kurt but then Triple H pedigrees Shane and then takes him out. And there's been nothing ever since of mention of Shane getting pedigree by Triple H and this and this and this and that. Even the Triple H and Braun Strowman was a stop and go. I think Triple H and Kurt Angle about the whole thing was, I think they, they mentioned it on, on Raw real quick, but that was it. So they do they, they, they had three storylines in, 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 in the main event at Survivor Series and none of them have prospered forward so like if you tell me Shane Triple H at Wrestlemania I get it because it started at Survivor Series they're the reason why they're beefing but there's been no mention of that from Shane like Shane you're beefing with Daniel Bryan but hey Triple H just kicked your ass you know at freaking Survivor Series but you don't want to go at him yeah I mean it's almost the equivalent to when Triple H turned on Rollins last year which is great angle I mean not that this was a great angle at Survivor Series Mm. but he had that great angle, like, okay, how is Rollins going to respond? They would not do any follow-up to that angle for three or four months. Three or four months. It's like, by that point, they lost any steam it could have had. So I feel like they're going to do the same thing with Triple H and Shane. They had Triple H appear on the next night to Raw, and he was confronted by Kurt and by Braun and by Jason Jordan. Yeah. He went nowhere. Triple H, again, it, it sucks because I don't really want Triple H on Raw every week. But if you're going to do a big angle with him, winning the main event of Survivor Series and attacking Shane, almost attacking Braun, getting in the face of Jason Jordan, getting in the face of Kurt Angle, you don't just do that shit and then take him away from TV. I know they want to wait until WrestleMania, but then why the fuck would you do that in the first place? Like, that's the problem. So the, the whole Triple H thing, they have him come out and they just do all this stuff and then they just forget about it until WrestleMania. It doesn't do the weekly TV any favors at all. It makes Raw feel like a, a missable show. Why would I watch Raw when all the big stuff only happens on pay-per-view? And I love pay-per-view. I, I like the fact they save the special stuff for the pay-per-view. Mm. But they have no follow-up on the TV. Not that anyone was looking forward to it, but like the Natalia promo. It was awful, but it was making me think, okay, is she retiring? Like, where is this going? Yeah. No mention of it. No mention of it at all on SmackDown. So they just do not follow up on certain storylines, and it's so bothersome as a fan. Right. Because they could be doing this stuff a lot better, and NXT does it so great. That's the same goddamn company. That's what I don't get about WWE sometimes. Well, Grant, be prepared for another grand entrance by Triple H at WrestleMania because he will be on the card for sure. Hey, I would not be shocked if he showed up in the Rumble. <laughs> I would not be surprised oh at all. Oh, my God. Yeah, then, then Stephanie's going to do her Game of Thrones lookalike costume and talk about <laughs> the game. My husband, this is the man, the, the myth. Get you know, Stand up and... Clap your hands, and this is the game, and you know <laughs> all that shit. Yeah, I mean, again, I, mean, I like it. And Shane, it's one thing, but anyone else, eh, I don't really care. But that's just me. Yeah, I, I really think um, because the Royal Rumble, you know, real quick, the Royal Rumble is that last. Again, it's the Rumble, then it's Chamber for Raw, right, and then. Is that it, or is there a pay-per-view for SmackDown before Mania? Yeah, there's SmackDown's Fastlane pay-per-view, like oh, two or three weeks after that. But the thing with those 
those middle-of-the-road shows in the middle-of-the-road WrestleMania, they mean nothing. Like, can anyone point to me the last middle-of-the-road show before Mania that was, like, great or anything spectacular happened? I know Wyatt won the WWE title earlier this year. Beyond that, though, nothing monumental has ever happened at Fastlane or Elimination Chamber in at least the last five or six years. They are completely pointless. They just do that because they want more fucking pay-per-views. If there was no pay-per-view between the Rumble and WrestleMania, it wouldn't make a lick of a difference. So that's, again, I, I would just abolish those shows altogether. But they do have two shows, yes, between the Rumble and Mania for Raw and SmackDown, respectively. Yeah, I, I was just trying to figure out if, if they somehow they further the story of, of uh, Daniel and Shane at the Rumble or some kind of audible is called at the Rumble where they just kind of go in a, in a different direction, whether Shane is in the Rumble or has something to be involved. I don't know, but um, I mean, hey, we 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 do have a month to find out what the hell is going on. Uh, looks to be very intriguing. I, obviously, I think it'll it'll be better than the Clash of Champions uh, show, which which wasn't that bad, pretty decent. I think the first three matches were were, were pretty good with the Mojo Dolph match and and, and the tag uh-huh. match. Uh, wasn't a fan again. Real quick, was not a fan of, of the women's match, the bludgeon match, the the KO debacle. Um, I mean, it was very, it, it, you know, it was a mess, but it was a very entertaining mess. So I, I don't mind it, but it was like whatever. And AJ defeating gender, uh, for the title. Um, but yeah, man. So I'm looking forward to the rumble. Um, I know next week we'll, well, if we do a show next week, we'll, we'll definitely be in, in, in rumble mode trying to figure out who the, who are the uh, clear cut favorites, um, going forward. But, um, Graham. Always appreciate you coming on. Again, you can follow him on Twitter at WrestleRant. He's also the host of WrestleRant Radio and does a great job for uh, for Bleacher Report. Always appreciate you, appreciate you having on, man. Thanks, Randy. I appreciate it. If we do talk next week, we can, I'm sure, review the highly anticipated and very likely miracle on 34th Street fight. Cannot wait for that Christmas, bro. I'm sure it's going to be riveting television. But until then, my friend, have a great holiday, and I'll catch you down the road. All right, man. You too. Take it easy. You too. Adios. All right.